0: When Lyndon Johnson declared the War on Poverty in 1964, he unleashed a wave of anti-poverty programs that have transformed the American welfare state. But have these reforms been successful? Has poverty been eliminated in the United States? Or if not eliminated, has it been at least substantially mitigated? If one looks at the official government data on this point, the answer seems to be no, or at least not by much. Conservatives point to such information as proof that the war on poverty has been a failure. As Milton Friedman is once said to have uh, claimed, uh, whatever you subsidize, you get more of. So you start subsidizing poverty, you're going to get more of it. Liberals, on the other hand, are saying, well, we just haven't done enough. We, it's too little, too late. Much more is, is needed but what if the problem is that the government statistics are off? Maybe the measuring stick that we're using is giving us misleading information. That is the question that Bruce Meyer, an economics professor at the Harris School of, at the University of Chicago, has begun to explore in considerable depth. I am pleased to have Bruce Meyer with me on the Education Exchange today. Thank you, Bruce, for joining me on the Education Exchange. Happy,
1: happy to join you, Paul.
0: So Bruce, can you begin by telling me how poverty and extreme poverty are are measured in the more conventional studies that are out there?
1: So the official poverty measure compares pre-tax money income to uh, official thresholds that were set back in the 60s and then adjusted using a price index called the CPIU um and they're adjusted for inflation over time using that that price index. Um, it, back in the 60s, we didn't have SNAP. We didn't have...
0: Is that is that the same as food stamps, SNAP?
1: SNAP is the new name for food stamps.
0: Okay. So we didn't have food stamps. We didn't have Medicare. We didn't have... Uh, what else?
1: Earned income tax credit is a big one. Uh, the child tax credit is another.
0: And so what you're saying is none, none of the benefits that people were getting from these sources were included in the information that was used to calculate the poverty level and still isn't in the conventional measures.
1: Exactly. And we missed um, housing benefits, which are um, 30 or $40 billion a year. Most of what we've done to reduce poverty over the last 40 years isn't counted in our official measure. Tax credits and these in-kind transfers.
0: And you've come up with an alternative measure that gets uh, uh, closer to to an accurate count of, of what's happening. And I think you measure consumption instead of income. So what is the measure of consumption that you have been working with?
1: So what James Sullivan and I do is we take the um, Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Expenditure Survey, which measures what people are able to purchase in the way of food, housing, transportation, and other goods and services. So we look at what people are actually able to purchase to improve their lives, make themselves happy.
0: So what are some examples of the consumption items that you are relying upon?
1: Well, the biggest one is uh, rent, or in the case of people that own their own home, we use uh, a reported value of the rental equivalent um, because people living in their own home are essentially consuming the 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 value of um, what their house would rent out for and then we l- include what people spend on food food at home food at restaurants what they spend on transportation um, and then everything else um, you know cell phones clothing um, uh, entertainment. Um, We don't include spending on um, medical care because that may reflect um, being sick rather than having a lot of resources. Um, And we don't include money spent on pension or education because those we think of as investment.
0: What's left over
1: for current Current needs.
0: So when you look at consumption uh, and you take all this as your measure of, of poverty, what, does the, what kind of a trend line do you get? Do you get a reduction in poverty since the 1960s, or do you, not, uh, uh, do you get the same sort of uh, level of poverty over a long period of time?
1: We find a very dramatic difference from the official poverty measure. The official poverty measure today is not very different from what it was in the early 70s. Um, you know, 45 years ago, the poverty rate um, was uh, about 12%, which is what it is in rough terms now, um, according to the official measure. Um, with a consumption measure, we find that Um, poverty has fallen a lot. We um, usually benchmark to 1980, and that's sort of the year we compare uh, rates over time um, with the different um, approaches. Um, And the official measure in 1980 was 13%. The uh, official measure last year was just under uh, 12%. If you use consumption, we find that the poverty rate was a little bit under 3%, so dramatically lower. And that decline is really due to three reasons. First, um, the official poverty line is adjusted for inflation using a price index that has well-documented flaws. in 1980, the cutoff for a family of four was about $8,000. Today, it's $25,000. If you correct for the flaws in the price index that's used to adjust the thresholds, the uh, rate would be about $18,000. The cutoff would be about $18,000 today. Um, so that's the first reason. The second is that the official poverty measure, as um Paul was saying, and we discussed, doesn't include in-kind transfers like SNAP, housing benefits doesn't account for tax credits like the EITC. And finally, the official measure uses uh, income from a survey that tends to be dramatically understated. Um, There are certain kinds of transfers. Uh, from the government that people tend to not report well in the surveys, and also other kinds of income, like pensions, uh, are poorly reported in our household surveys.
0: So that uh, that sort of is a very powerful uh, set of facts there that we have had a major reduction in poverty, suggesting that the war on poverty has been far more successful than either conservatives or liberals have been uh, claiming but then why don't people use the data that you're reporting? Why do I constantly get back these official statistics saying that we haven't we haven't made any progress?
1: Well, the academic community and and the policy community in general I think widely understands that the official poverty measure has major flaws but there hasn't been agreement on what to replace it with. Um, And in terms of consumption, we only have one um, complete consumption survey that captures the entire population of the U.S. um, And uh, it's not big enough to give rates for small subgroups or individual states so it it has some drawbacks and that you can't get a um, reliable consumption poverty measure for massachusetts say or for um uh uh, uh black hispanics um under um You know, 18, that would be, that would just be beyond what you could do with the survey data that we have on consumption. But you can get overall measures for the U.S. fairly accurately. um, And uh, they show a very pronounced pattern.
0: Well, one of the things that you're working on uh, or have been working on now very recently is to look at the Uh, tax data from the IRS and also social security data to get from actual uh, records that people are keeping uh, about their income and their assets and other resources. Uh, So you're really getting a much better uh, picture than you can get even with your consumption data. Am I right in saying that?
1: Well, I think you really need um, both types of information. Um, because even with the better income data that we hope to um, be able to uh, release soon, um, you still have the problem that uh, people who are spending out of their past savings, like many uh, older Americans, um, people who, Already have um, a home and a car that they own outright, those people um, who are, you know, already have those um, important uh, uh, components of what you would normally spend on a house and a car and who have savings um, may be really fairly well off, even if they have little or no income, because they have those savings, because they've already purchased those durable goods that they um, uh, can enjoy. Um, So that's something that you can get from consumption data, but you can't get from income data even when you uh, bring in um, administrative information from the tax System and from Social Security and other uh, benefits that are underreported in surveys.
0: So, when you do look at the tax data and you combine all this information together, does it lead you to the conclusion that your consumption data is better than your uh, the information you're getting actually from from these uh, official surveys that everybody's relying upon?
1: It does. So, when you correct the income data by bringing in what uh, the government paid out uh, using their records from programs uh, and uh, uh, records from the tax system of tax credits received, then you get measures of poverty that accord much more closely with what you get looking at consumption.
0: So what does this make you, uh, how do you feel about the the war on poverty and the great society? Has it had the, did Lyndon Johnson win the war on poverty? Let me put it that way. Did he actually accomplish what he set out to do?
1: Well, uh, the way that I put it is that we're winning the war. I don't want to say that we've completely won it because that sort of suggests we can get rid of Uh, the programs that he set up, which I don't think um, is the appropriate conclusion. Um, But what you do see is that the programs set up uh, through the War on Poverty and subsequent programs like the Earned Income Tax Credit and the Child Tax Credit have dramatically reduced poverty over time. And the reductions are much more... uh, uh, than what you would naively get from looking at the survey data, because the programs tend to be underreported.
0: So let me ask one final question, Bruce, and that is why yeah. then do we have so many homeless? When you walk the streets of New York or San Francisco or Chicago, you see homeless people on the streets and you're you know, you're you're just so distressed, especially at this time of year. So what do you why do we have so many homeless, given what you're saying?
1: Well, that is a very complicated problem that I'm not going to be able to answer in 30 seconds. And maybe we should do another podcast because we're busy um, investigating the problem of the homeless. But to give you some perspective, the estimates of HUD, from HUD, from Housing and Urban Development, of the share of the population that is homeless um, is about um, uh, two-tenths of a percentage point of the population, not a a number to be ignored, but compared to the official reports of poverty, which are 12 percent, so what is that? That's um, 60 times as as many people.
0: Yeah, so what you're telling me is that the homeless are highly visible and we think that they're a large segment of our population when in fact they're a tiny segment. Well, I know you're running out of time Bruce, so let me just thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange.
1: Thank you, Paul. It was a pleasure. I hope we get to talk again.
0: I've been speaking with Bruce Meyer, the McCormick Foundation professor at the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy. I am Paul Peterson. Thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange.